You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number two. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960 The Fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. At the bottom of the hour... Our pal Justin Bourne from Real Kipper and Bourne on Sportsnet 590. The fans, Sportsnet hockey analyst, the voice of the Flames, Derek Wills, joining us at 8 o'clock. Get his thoughts on that 5-4 overtime loss last night to the Rangers, and we'll see how his sunny vacation went, I guess. Sure, may as well. tan game is at? Is what? Is he tanned? Tan game, yes, for sure. Yeah. He's got a nice, a nice hue. To him, I wonder what nice is golden hue. I just want to know what he was sipping on. Were you drinking the regional beverage of choice, which I assume was tequila? Okay, or were you maybe a rum guy? You know who? You know who's a big I tequila do, guy on I our do show? Like rum, yeah, Alex, Alex Brody. Brody. Yeah, yeah, vile. Alex Brody's a big tequila guy. Yeah, great. After uh, we went out with the boss, and he uh, introduced himself or his insights to the streets of Calgary. <laughs> That's how you make an impression, right? Yeah. There. yeah. And not to mention, you pretty much fell asleep in the bathroom stall <laughs> for like 45 minutes to an hour <laughs> that night. Quick power but nap. Like, are you completely done with tequila forever? Like, if, if it hit your lips, are you going to immediately think back to when you were? No, no. Like I said earlier, like, if I had eaten more, I would have been fine. Like, it was, it was my own fault. It wasn't the tequila. You had fault. two shots of tequila. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Just saying, it doesn't seem like a lot. <laughs> We live and we learn. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll put it that way. I think that's fair. Okay. Um, your chance to qualify for a $500 gift card to Charm Diamond Centers. We're doing the draw on Friday. So if we pick your text today or phone call, 403-240-4444. 403-240-4444. The last time I got as angry as Markstrom on the winning goal last night was blank. The last time I got as angry as Markstrom on that winning goal last night was blank. Your chance to qualify for a $500 gift card to Charm Diamond Centers. Don't get caught forgetting Valentine's Day this year. Maddie and me want to save the day for one lucky listener. Text or call into the show all week to join the conversation. And five lucky listeners will qualify for the draw to win a $500 gift card to Charm Diamond Centers. Just in time to spoil that special someone. Again, we'll do the draw on Friday, your chance to qualify right now by telling us the last time I got as angry as Markstrom on that winning goal was blank. Um, Texty McTexterson, our Sportsnet 960, the fan text reading robot, has done some hot yoga this morning, and he's ready to uh, read some text messages. Um, Patrick, you got something delicious from Texty McTexterson? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we got some Yum. good stuff. All right, <laughs> uh, let's start with one. Let's fire it up. Damien in Calgary. The last time I ordered KFC and they forgot my gravy. It's a big thing, man. Nothing gets me angrier than yeah. when my fast food order is missing something yeah. because I've driven away and it's usually the thing that I wanted the most. Like if I get nugs from McDonald's yeah. and they don't throw the sweet and sour in the bag. I can get away with no straw. Yeah. But you forget like certain <laughs> sauces or right. damn gravy. I don't even yeah. want straw. You paid for that. Um I, I know um, one of my managers at the big box store where I said hello and goodbye. Mm-hmm. He used to work at uh, PFK, as mm-hmm. they call it in Quebec. Yeah. Um, they they use the, literally the drippings 
from the chicken to make the gravy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. You I know, but but like the vile KFC dripping. Mm. Ooh, yeah. 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 And there's one in Niagara Falls, back home in Niagara Falls. I'm pretty sure if you put it together, it'd be a cat. But I'm not going <laughs> to confirm nor deny that oh. if you Chicken put the, the bucket yard. together. Oh. And they just get smaller and smaller. I'm like, what is happening here? But yeah, again, that's super frustrating. Gross. Yeah, super That's frustrating. Uh, what else we got, Texty? Let's go. Jason from Drumheller. When I found out my wife was cheating with a recently released inmate. Oh, boy. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there, Jason. There's a few up there. <laughs> now, Jason, I, I appreciate you texting in. Will you be using <laughs> this 500 gift card on your wife who cheated with an inmate? You was she a pen pal? Because there's you... some some women get into that. Guys are in jail. You know, they get all these love letters. That's a tough one to swallow there, Jason. I'm not going to lie. Like, I almost want to give it to you just out of pure pity. But I don't know. What are you going to use it for then? That same person? Do they really deserve it? Slightly worried that he didn't say ex-wife there, but that's fine. Yeah. As you were. As you were. That one's concerning. Uh, give us a call to 403-240-4444. Not the inmate. Yeah, 403-240-4444. Well, the, the last time I got as angry as Markstrom on that winning goal last night was blank. Uh, let's get to a uh, let's get to a phone call here. Uh, let's get to Brad. Brad, good morning. How are you? Morning, guys. This one's a rough one. The wife and I are over the road truck drivers, and uh, the last time I was that angry yep. was rushing home for the opening night of the first round of the playoffs. Coming home to our secured condominium gated community to only find out. Our condo was broken into, and all three of our TVs Ooh. were stolen. Get out of here. I'm totally serious. That's yeah, tough and one, we Brad. had to wait for the cops to come. Oh, man. Yep. Uh, on the first day of the playoffs, so which game was the, against the Stars, right? Yes. Oh. It was last, last April, yes. Well, the first round, everything, because all the games, the first round's the best, right? Yeah, of course. Oh, all yeah. All the games going on, and then... Yeah, having to wait for the cops and it was a nightmare. Did you see? Did you end up seeing the game? It was they broke in three times because we were gone for nine days. Oh, because we're over the road, right? Three times. So they came and what, were they doing well, shopping yeah. at your place? Oh. Like three times? Well, apparently they were. One of, one of our neighbors saw saw them sitting on our deck. Oh wow! Uh, oh, that's good. That's they nice. pried in the window. Yeah, it was. And I'm glad your neighbor called the police to yeah. see who are these strangers what, sitting on the deck. The uh, did you end up watching the game, Brad? No, I did not. I had to wait oh, for the man. cops. I couldn't oh, go man. out and get it because it couldn't touch anything, fingerprints and all that crap. <laughs> and I couldn't even go out and get a TV to go set it. So, yeah, listen to it on the phone. Okay. All right, Brad. Uh, hang on the line. Uh, I really like that one. Thanks, buddy. All right. That's a tough pill to swallow. At least he had Sportsnet 960 on his Radio Player Canada app to listen yeah. to. He could listen to the call of Derek and Lou and Pat. But honestly, like stealing TVs now, like how much money are you getting for TVs? Yeah, they're not what yeah. they used to be worth. No. like big screens used to be like five grand for like a fifty inch or now they're like two hundred thousand bucks. Yeah, eight hundred bucks. Like yeah. you can't if you get a good one. Yeah, hundred like percent. You can get like a, a decent one for like five six hundred. It's like okay, it's not what they used to be. That's feel, for sure. Yeah, I feel like if you steal TV, you almost have to use it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, has yeah. Be, it has to be a replacement for the one to, in your if home. If you're gonna steal, you have to steal the remote. Otherwise, there's no point to stealing that thing. Could you imagine having to get up and change the channel well, on the TV every remote, time? I guess. But still. Yeah, but even that. Yeah, exactly. Could it's you a big, imagine? Huge pain in the ass. Um, 
The last time I got as angry as Markstrom on that winning goal last night was blank. 960-960, name and location. Give us a call, 403-240-4444. Let's get to another texty McTexterson text. What do we got? Steve in Mahogany. Last time I was as mad as Mark Strom was when I found out George's one-month Christmas vacation was cut to just three weeks. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not bad. So you wanted me to take an extra week off? He just wanted you to get a little extra rested. Okay. <laughs> he was mad for you. Yeah, he was like, yeah. what's going on but here? They didn't give you a full month. Let, let me just give our listeners a heads up. We're not here on family day. We're off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm also off the next two days, the Tuesday and the Wednesday. So a lot of you can rejoice. Well, you've worked like two weeks in a row. So yeah. you need, earned it. You need a couple yeah, and days I also, off. Oh, <laughs> and I also worked an extra night Ooh, because yeah. of the beer league broadcast. Yeah, true. true. Yeah. Again. Guy's grinding. This guy keeps track. <laughs> this guy keeps track. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the phone line here, and then we'll get back to texting McTexterson. Uh, let's get to Chris. Chris, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? What are you up to this morning? Uh, nothing. Just uh, getting ready for work. Okay. So that's pretty much about it. <laughs> did you watch the game last night? Yeah, I did. Actually, um, I, I turned it on right as, uh, just before that hit on Kadri. And oh, okay. I'll be like, oh, Dube, you're, you're kind of tiny, man. Don't be fighting. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, uh, kudos to Dube for sticking up hey, there. He tried to get the jump on him. Yeah. And I that's... give it to him. I give it to him. I would pay to watch a chihuahua after Rottweiler any day of the week. Yeah, exactly. Especially if it's a fierce <laughs> little chihuahua. All right, Chris, the last right. time you got as angry as Markstrom last night on the winning goal was blank. Give it to us. Uh, coming home sick from work, I only do catch my ex and literally catch my ex in the middle of a action with one of my good friends. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a tough pill to swallow, Chris. Mm. So if we give you, if you qualify for this gift card, who you who are you giving the five hundred dollars to? Oh, it would be my my current wife now. Oh, the this current ex, wife. This, 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 yeah, this this ex was like this was like eighteen years ago, and I'm still yeah. sour about it. Yeah. Right, well, I, I don't blame you. Are you friend? You're not still friends with a guy, are you? No, and that's funny enough. I ran into him about a year ago, and uh-huh. I literally came home and saw his car parked uh, about a half a block down the street from my house, and uh, literally snuck in the house and. Yeah, could hear everything and ran up to the bathroom or bedroom, kicked the door open, and it's like, oh, surprise. Not a way to come home when you're already not feeling well. Mm, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, hang on the line, Chris. I'm a little disturbed by that story. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, that's, guys. that's a lot of uh, Andy Dufresne vibes from the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> oh, um, but luckily, you didn't do anything stupid because <laughs> that's what that, that was. <laughs> what a. What? What a fool. Yeah. No, that's it is. You're it's not Andy wrong. Dufresne vibes. Uh-huh. And again, he, yeah, was, yeah. he didn't do it, but uh, it wasn't a golf pro. It was his best friend. Uh, let's get to some more texty McTexterson. Let's do it. Stu in Okotox. Last time I got as mad <laughs> hang as on, Mark Hang on, Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I love that. I love that. Uh, let's play that one more time from the beginning. Stu in Okotox. Kotox. Yeah. Okotox. Stu in Okotox. Yeah. Nice. Last time I got as mad as Mark Strom did last night, I was on the ninth green at nine wearing my Sunday best. Damn you, shooter. <laughs> nice. A happy okay. Gilmore reference. I like that. I like that one. Man, there are so many texts right now on this. Like, it, it's it's a little overwhelming because there are so many. Um, you got How many more you got for us here, uh, Patty, before we got to get to uh, Justin Moore? I got three. All right. Let's go. Let's hit them. Go Carl in Silver Springs, the last time I got as mad as I did about the goal was when I forgot what time I was supposed to pick up my wife from her job. <laughs> okay. 
Were you really mad about that, or she was mad about you that? Were, you were scared. He was mad, he was mad and, that he had to get up. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. All right. Let's go. Keep going. Todd from Crossfield. Last time I got as mad as Mark Strom was when the Seahawks threw the ball on the one-yard line and lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I That's still don't know one. why they didn't run the ball. That's a good well, one. Well, I know why, because they wanted Russell Wilson to be the hero. Pete Carroll and the Seahawks wanted him to be the hero to throw the winning touchdown instead of just handing it to Marshawn Lynch and running into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Just ask the guys on the Seahawks defense, namely Richard Sherman, Bobby Wagner. They should have just run the football into the end zone from one yard out. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It wasn't that hard. That I understand why you're angry and that's still sticking yeah. in your craw. They totally should have just ran the football and won the Super Bowl. Uh, before we get to the, the our last text, can I share one that that I thought of during the break? Okay. That I actually got a little bit of audio for. I got sure. Alex Brody to pull up a little bit of a clip for me. Okay. This one, uh, a little bit of a trip down memory lane, and I'm sure a lot of Flames fans might be able to relate to this one as well. And we have a winner. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL draft belongs to the Edmonton Oilers. Hmm. Was that McDavid? Oh, that was McDavid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or Buffalo. <laughs> they should have picked third. Yeah. And Buff- Another lottery win, eh? Ha! Oh, damn it! You know how many people in Buffalo bought McDavid jerseys with the Sabres stuff on it? Oh, I yeah. know. Poor Buffalo. Ugh. And then they got oof, Jack Eichel, which that- at the time was supposed to be a prize, but in hindsight. Hey, but everything's worked out well for the Sabres. Yeah, wow. and the Golden Knights. Yeah. Uh, Who'd you rather have right now, Jack Eichel or Alex Tuck? I'd rather have Tate Thompson. Yeah, okay, because he's Thompson. super stud. I'd rather have Tuck and Thompson than Jack Eichel. All right, let's uh, get to another one, Texty. Hugh in Calgary. The last time I was as angry as Mark Strom on that winning goal was when the Sopranos ended on an ambiguous cliffhanger. <laughs> was Tony dead? What, what about his family? <laughs> I do like that one. What, what about his family? Yeah, like watching that live, like I'm sure everyone looked at their TV and like, what? No, no, but like, what did the power just go out? Did what? Did, the, did the feed just cut off? Wait, what time is it? Black cable Wait, still up? Is there? Yeah. Well, that's it. These are really good. These are really good. Can do we you share? Wanna... Can we share one more? Like, what do, you, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to give them away now? Do you want to wait later on? The phone calls were good, too. What do you guys want to do? Because there's a lot of good ones here. I like the phone calls. I like... They, oh. they, what do you think, Patrick? I like that both those gents called in yeah. to share their stories. Those are some brutal stories for both of them. Yeah, Brad upset that he got robbed. and then his Three na- times. And his neighbor's not calling while, like, complete strangers are on his patio, oh. like, broken in. Like, <laughs> hey, thank, on his deck. Thanks for calling the cops. Oh, yeah, well, the, well and then poor Chris TV into the back of an SUV. And then poor Chris comes home with, you know, the little gurgle in the stomach, had to come home, and then all of a sudden he hears shenanigans with mm. his friend mm-hmm. doing stuff to his ex. Don't love that. Oh, I hate that. Uh, let's get Chris back on the line here. Hey, Chris. Hey, how you doing? I need I need a little closure on your story. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> you mentioned how when you kicked down the door, then what yeah. happened? Uh, but again, keep it radio friendly, please. I was going to say it's, it's a family show. I mean, a lot of people could probably use their imagination. Right. They, they they weren't done, but they finished really quickly. Okay, yeah, I, no, I no, I, I gleaned that from what you said. I I kind of assumed that would happen. Like, I don't think they would continue while you were standing there unless things really got weird. <laughs> but I just want to know your reaction. Like, what did um, you do? That's what I want to know. What did you do? Uh, well, it it he kind of just I just chased him out of the house. 
Like okay. I was, it was like really shock and awe. I was like, um, what, what's going on right now? Okay. And then <laughs> like what I did could, she do? Uh, lay there. Okay. And then shortly after he was gone, she followed and I was like, yo, no, 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 no out of here. Leave. <laughs> okay. Um, that's very, it's very traumatic. Yep. I think uh, we're going to put you on the qualifying list. Congrats, Chris. Oh, uh, listen to you. listen thank on Friday. Um, you got a 20% chance of uh, winning a $500 gift card from our good friends at Charm Diamond Centers. Hang on the line. We'll get your info, okay? Thanks, guys. Yeah, I, uh, there's a lot of good ones on the text line, and they're great. Uh, especially the guy from Drumheller who, uh, whose ex was with an inmate, a recently released inmate. That's a tough sell. You know, we actually got another text that just came. Can we play this one as well, Patty? When I lost my best friend because he was mad, I slept with his wife after I was released from prison. Oh. <laughs> okay, well done. <laughs> well done. Pretending good. to be the guy yeah. from good. the drum heller They're text. both listening right yeah, now. That, that's great. That's good. Thank that's you. We appreciate stuff. that. Yeah, that's good. We appreciate that's that. That's good. Um, these texts are great. There's a lot of... Uh, I don't know why it went down this road, and we're supposed to be celebrating love. It's Valentine's Day. Right? <laughs> Like, we have this horrific story of Chris seeing his buddy doing stuff to his... He's like, well, they finished. Well, I'd hope so. <laughs> they stopped. Things stopped kept right on away. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that was a tough one for Chris. Yeah. Uh, thanks to all your texts. Great stuff. And I did see another, uh, the Oiler, the GD Oilers winning the McDavid lottery. I did see that on the text line, too. And it's one of those days, like, usually after he'll throw up a five spot in a game where you really didn't need the Oilers to get two points. I yep. always, like, April 18th, 2015. Yep. yep. And again, I keep referencing this. It's just like when, when you give somebody a gift and they open it and that split-second reaction when they see it the first time is how they actually feel about the gift they got. <laughs> Like when you look at McDavid's face in the split second when the when the when Bill Daly flipped up Oilers, his face is like, oh god, I gotta go to Edmonton. Oh no, that was his face. I live in the Antarctic now. Great, I gotta go to that desolate outpost <laughs> in the most northern part of the NHL. Great, I get to play there. At least, yeah, I get to travel really far distances to play anywhere. Yeah, great, super. Um, straight ahead, Justin Bourne, uh, real Kipper and Bourne on Sportsnet 590, the fan, a Sportsnet hockey analyst will join us. Derek Wills, the voice of the flames at the top of the next hour. Todd Furman from the Bet the Board podcast analyst for CBS Sports HQ. Uh, we'll talk some Super Bowl and give you some tips if you want to lay a couple shekels down on mm. Super Bowl 57. Todd Furman will help you out. It's all straight ahead. Thanks to the great text. Thanks to the callers. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Hey, it's Haley Salvian from The Athletic. For a look at the latest on your Calgary Flames and NHL news, go click and subscribe to the Hockey Central 960 podcast. While you're there, please rate and review the show. At the top of the next hour, uh, Derek Will is the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960. Flames lose 5-4 in overtime last night to the Rangers. To talk about that, look around the NHL. Um, he is the host of Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet 590. The fans also a Sportsnet Hockey analyst, uh, we say good morning to Justin Bourne on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Uh, hey, pal, how are you? Rashik, what's up, brother? Um, that game last night, um, yeah. old-time hockey, and I know uh, your dad, obviously legendary New York Islander, uh, he played in an era where games like that were the norm. 
How much of that take you back to quote unquote old time hockey? And how much more of that do we need in the NHL? Oh, that's the good stuff last night. Wasn't it like emotion, energy, guys sticking up for one another. You know, I love the fact that Dubé gets in there and, you know, takes a bit of a licking, but okay. He's fine. You know, you go to the dressing room and, you know, everyone gives them a pat on the back for sticking up for one another. And it just shows the Rangers that, you know, even if it's not our toughest guy who's there, he's our closest guy and our closest guy is going to answer for, for stuff. So I know, you know, I did see some people complaining that you have to fight after every hit, but whatever. I, I like seeing the camaraderie guys mm-hmm. getting each other's back. Great, great pace and energy. And that emotion brought itself, you know, brought the game up as a whole and obviously a, a great finish. No, it didn't go the flames way, but great hockey game. Um, Borny, if you're a Jets fan watching that last night, you're like, where the hell was this Truba when he played in Winnipeg? Oh, a hundred percent. It's, you know, I, you look at the Jets too and what they need, and it's just like, God, it's exactly that. <laughs> you know, but it is, it is Winnipeg, and what are you supposed to do? You know, they uh, they did the best they could at the time, but yeah, boy, it's that'd be a tough one to watch for sure. We were uh, commenting earlier on Michael Stone's ninety six point nine mile per hour slap shot, uh, just put up on a tee in the middle of play that uh, gave the Flames the lead. There, just uh, maybe a thought on a guy who has. One thing that is so specialized that he's so good at and is such a nice offensive piece, and then everything else that he does is, you know, he's the sixth defenseman apart from the, the ridiculous shot. Yeah, that, I mean, that's an absolute. I actually rewatched that a couple of times just trying to figure out, like, how do I do that? Like, how do you make a stick flex that way? Just a bomb in a perfect spot. And yeah, you know, there are, it's funny in the NHL, like, you can't really have specialists. You know, the way that you could have a field goal kicker or, uh, you know, just whatever sort of unique personnel type you have because no one is safe. You can't really protect anyone. You got guys that we call sheltered because their coach starts them in the offensive zone, you know, three out of every five shifts. And it's like, you know, it's really hard to protect guys. So, yeah, you have to be well-rounded and as good as one thing can be. You know, you, if you can't do the other things, you're you're not of immense value. So, yeah, stone shot is wonderful and obviously a great uh, – you know, a great attribute to have, but you know, you go to the American league, the American league is full of players who are amazing at something, mm. you know, so there's the odd guy who's as fast as anyone in the, in the NHL or the guys who shoot it as hard as anyone, but trying to put together that complete package is one of the things that makes hockey great. You, you can't really focus on one thing. You got to be able to play your full position. One of the things that Mackenzie Weger talked about after the game is that they hadn't really had a game like that, where there were multiple fights, guys had to stick up for each other. And and I just wonder what you think that can do for a group moving forward. You know, it being the first game out of the All-Star break, I think that there's a little bit of significance to that. Well, an amazing way to go into this run for them here. Like, this is a crucial time, and they're at such a crazy place in the standings where, like, if they got hot and won five games in a row, you're going, can they win the division? And if they got cold and lose five in a row, they don't, they're not going to make playoffs. Like, it's a crucial stretch of hockey. So to come out and to put forth that effort, and again, one point, but boy, you know, that's a really good sign for them. I think a lot of people, a lot of us on the outside anyway, you know, when we've looked at the Flames minus a guy like Chuck who kind of dragged them into games like that more often, this has felt like what's been missing for them. They are a team with a lot of talent who has remarkably found a way to be kind of vanilla. And so having that little bit of injection of life might be a good reminder for those guys, a spark that like, 
you know, we can't sleepwalk through games and win the Western Conference here. Like, this is going to take a conscious effort to bring that energy, and we're a much better team when we have it. So hopefully a wake-up call for the Flames and the start of something great there. Justin Bourne, he's the co-host of Real Kipper and Bourne on Sportsnet 590, the fan NHL analyst for Sportsnet, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, Big Show, Russick and Rose. Um, What's your thoughts on Markstrom so far this season? I know it's the contract. I know he's paid to be the number one goaltender, but this season, Dan Vladar has just been the better netminder, unbeaten in his last 13 starts, and Markstrom essentially can't buy a win here. What's your thoughts on Calgary's quote-unquote number one goaltender so far this season? It's a great debate that I'm sure they have internally all the time. You know, I'm of the belief, much like the Flames seem to be of the belief, that you have sizable track records for, for goalies. Uh, in this case, Ladars is not that long. But you have a track record of Markstrom where you know he's not this guy. You know, you know he's not a – I don't know what he is, but I don't imagine he's above a 900 save percentage on the season. Um, you know, he's – he is a very good goaltender historically, and you expect that to come back. It doesn't just go away for a guy his age. So I think they would rather him find it and give him the opportunity to find it and go into playoffs with a guy they know they feel like they can trust. You know, the, the thing with track records is a guy like Ladar has been great, and he's you know really bailed them out and kind of kept them in this playoff fight, and so he deserves to be rewarded, and he deserves more opportunity for that. But, you know, uh, you know, Andrew Hammond, the Hamburglar, won, what, 14 games to start his NHL career. Like, <laughs> goalies go on runs who are not necessarily Hall of Famers, and it dries up at some point. So how do you feel going into the postseason if you've decided that this guy is your number one with a guy that you feel like, we don't know if this is going to dry up at any moment, whereas with Markstrom, you feel like he's going to find it at any moment. So I understand why they're giving him the runway to try to find his game again. Justin, how do you look at Michael Backlund and his role on this Flames team? Because he's the longest tenured member of the Flames. He's been here for what feels like decades at this point. And yesterday, another outstanding game for him between Manjapani and Coleman is I thought that line went for the entire night. I just wonder how you look at a player like Michael Backlund, who this season is in a third line role, but for a lot of his career was the second line center in Calgary. Yeah, you know, the dumbest thing in the NHL is when people are like, Alexander Barkov's underrated. It's like, shut up. You've said that for six years. He's like a Selkie Trophy winning captain all-star. He, you know, Michael Backlund might be one of the league's most underrated players. You know, if you toggle through a lot of the sport logic stats, he shows up in the strangest places for defensive touches and um, you know, just great penalty kill work and also all the little things. He's a complete player. And, you know, I truly think one of the guys who at the end of his career, people will not have appreciated what a good hockey player he was. Because, you know, none of the raw skills may stand out in terms of his shot or his speed or anything like that. But he's just one of those guys. He just kind of does it the right way. He's in the right places. He thinks the game really intelligently. And he'll play whatever role the coach asks without complaining. Like that to me is a, a badge of honor and probably one of the guys who doesn't get enough love for just how important he is to the Flames. Justin, that, that goal last night by Manjapani, uh, the kick in, not kick in, directed, yeah. not directed. Like, I, how frustrating is it? Because I, I really don't know anymore. Like, I think the reason why they, they called that a goal last night because they called it a goal on the ice. If they called it a no yeah. goal, I think it probably gets waved off. How much gray area is with this, and what the hell can the NHL do to fix this? Because it's just we nobody knows really when when the review comes down. Yeah, 
you know, so that one, I think you can, you know, you're allowed to angle the puck. And I think that's, you know, the idea of what he's going for there. He's kind of stopping. So you can make the case that that's relevant there too. Like, but, but he I also kind of lifted his skate too. Yeah. And I, I can see the case for both cases, which is why you're right. They probably go with the call on the ice and say, you know, there's not enough either way to say good or bad. You know, for me, any goal that you can score with your skate on the ice or nearly on the ice should be a goal. You, you know, one is it, the funniest thing is people are like, it's a safety thing. It's like, I hate to break it to people who haven't played hockey. You know how hard it is to kick a puck in the net? Like, no one's going Zlatan Ibrahimovic all of a sudden because you're allowed to kick a puck in the net. If we just green light kicking the puck in, you're going to get a bunch of guys trying to angle it in, redirect it in, you know, push it in. No one's going to be suddenly punting the goalie around the blue paint. I get there's the risk of of that, and so the NHL is protecting itself. But it would would provide an awful lot of clarity and a lot more goals for the league if we just let guys redirect the puck in with their skate. I personally wouldn't have a problem with it. Is Tyler Toffoli the best shooter on the Calgary Flames? I mean, he, yeah, that one last night, he he can place it and shoot it hard. Uh, you know, he reminds me of, um, you know, a guy like Hoffman, who, you know, maybe it's not the most exciting player all around, but you just cannot let them shoot the puck. And that's it with Toffoli and that he's not the fleetest of foot. But, boy, when he gets a clean look, you're as confident as anyone that he can beat the goalie one-on-one. That's rare now, right? like beating an NHL goalie with a shot. He's one of those guys who can do it. Um, but, I mean, I don't know if you watched that accuracy shooting contest or the harder shot contest. Like, everybody shoots the puck now. He is 2% better than your average you know, NHL shooter, which is unbelievably hard to fathom. But he is. it is certainly an elite ability and one of those ones that can keep you in the NHL even when your skills erode a little bit because you're able to convert on your chances. Um. Borny, wanted to ask you, we had the conversation yesterday, and much like I'm sure you're talking about in Toronto with the contract status of Kyle Dubas, he doesn't have a contract extension, and neither does Flames general manager Brad Tree Living. Uh, obviously, mm. those guys are operating their teams under the assumption that they're going to be here long term. Does that really matter if a GM has an extension? Do you want them to make these moves at the deadline if they're not going to be here long term? How should the fans interpret these guys and more specifically tree living, not having a contract extension right now? Well, you know, I think this could be a little bit more the new reality where you say, you know, you are paid to be the general manager of the team for this season. So, you know, I, I don't, it's fair to say we don't have to extend you. You're paid to do it now. And for these guys, I think about like Kyle Dubas, if he goes and sets fire to the future of the franchise in hopes of winning this year, like other organizations see that your past teams are your own resume. So it doesn't do the GM any good to burn bridges with, you know, just sell everyone off. So I think the teams feel protected from GMs doing that a little bit because of that reality. You know, they, they don't expect the GM to just set fire to the pricks and prospects as they leave. And at the same time, you know, I think it's fair. Like, if, if these teams want to see how the teams do in postseason, if that's what they're waiting to see, you know, they're entitled to see. And for the Leafs, nobody cares that the Leafs are going to finish second or third in the Atlantic. Everyone's saying, tell me, tell me how it goes in the first round. And so I think the team is within their rights. You know, as the GM, maybe you're a little uh, testy about it, but I can tell you from experience, this is something that Dubis has done uh, uh, in Toronto, uh, you know, uh, off inspiration from Lou Lamorello. They'd always say, if you have time, use it. 
you know, you don't have to extend someone who's, you know, before it's up. So I don't know. I, I think it's pretty harmless from the teams and I understand why they do it. I think we can expect to see more of this in the future from teams. Justin, I just wanted to ask you uh, one question away from the Flames. That was on Bo Horvat. We saw him on a line with uh, Matt Barzell to start the game yesterday. The Islanders win. He doesn't have points, but he was uh, all over the ice in that game. I, I just wonder what you think the, the best maybe line mates might be for Bo Horvat on this Islanders team and if he is the piece that will be able to get them into the postseason. I love the idea of him playing with Barzell. I mean, you know, he is a finisher uh, this season. He's, you know, 31 goals in 50 games with his, like, 20% shooting percentage, which obviously can't last, but he is a finisher. And Barzell's a setup guy. They got him playing with Josh Bailey, who's another setup guy, so I think that's a reasonable pairing. You know, Bailey and Horvat, not quite at, uh, maybe not quite at Barzell's foot speed, but not many people are. So I like that. Honestly, I really like I like what the Islanders did a lot here. Like I, the contract, the 8.5 million times eight years, it is a lot of money and a lot of term, but like this guy's going to be a 50, 60 point guy. He's going to be your second line center. He's a guy who's been a captain. He's a leader and a pro, you know, he's a lot of things that you really like and want to be a part of your organization. I don't, I, you know, even if he has another couple of years where he gets into the 30 and 40 goal range, I think, I think it's been a good move for the Islanders and yeah, they get in. You don't want to draw the Islanders. Like it's very possible that in the first round they draw, say Carolina. They're, see, the Islanders are wild card and they get Carolina. How much of a favorite are the Hurricanes? Like they're certainly the better team, but right. you know they got a bunch of gritty, heavy veteran guys that once they get in. I mean, two years ago they, or sorry, two years in a row they went to the conference final, say for last year, right? So they're they're built for a certain type of hockey, and I don't think they're going to be an easy out for anyone. Uh, Justin, before I let you go, um, a few weeks ago, uh, you tweeted about, uh, your battle, uh, with alcoholism and, uh, your book is coming out, uh, mm-hmm. down and back, which is available, um, February 14th. Uh, obviously, uh, we know each other. I had no idea, uh, the struggles you were dealing with. I thought it was incredibly brave, uh, to share your story. Talk about, uh, the genesis on why you decided to write this book. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it. Um, you know, I kind of had a hunch you know, after I, I got clean that this was a part of my story because it's a part of so many people's stories behind the scenes. And I'm, I'm in a position to spread awareness and raise money and, and do that sort of thing. You know, my, my dad went through it. I'd say that's been throughout my life. One of the biggest themes and I'll go on interviews and people, you know, bring up my dad and um, you know, it ties, you know, what did your dad teach you? And, you know, like my dad wasn't around, you know, my dad was in and out of treatment himself. Um, you know, during my own playing days. And so I've had my struggles. He had his struggles and I've seen um, the effect on families, but also hockey's role in it, which a lot of people I think expect me to blame hockey for it, but that's not how I see it at all. You know, I, uh, hockey in the NHL has done a great job of supporting my dad and paying for his treatments. And there's a community of people who have reached out to help me over the years. Um, when I've needed it, Rich Clune in particular stands out as a guy here in Toronto who, uh, was the first person I told when I knew I needed to get help, um, you know, after my wife. So it's, um, it, it just, I think there's so many interesting threads in the NHL that we kind of are kind of go under discussed. And so I, I tell my story, which, you know, I use my own chronology of my playing career 
to touch on things as they come up and that's painkillers at some points and that's championships at some points and it's concussions and it's alcoholism. And I just think there's a lot of good conversations to be had about stuff that aren't always a part of the conversation. So I wanted to be a part of that. How freeing was it when you actually shared your story? Yeah. So that's a great word for it. I, I really have felt like I couldn't be myself publicly until people know this and I want people to know me, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm sure you as a public figure yourself, like you can relate to like, if you just get to know me and give me a chance, I'm flawed and I'm, you know, I do some things well and I think it's going to be easier to see where I'm coming from when you know me and not having that part of me, which frankly, one of the biggest part of me, you know, parts of me over the last four years going to meetings, um, you know, consistently and helping people and being in, uh, you know, a group of people that zooms every week to talk about our issues. Like it's a part of who I am. So this allows me to be who I am and I think better connect with people and have them better understand where I'm coming from, where I stand on things when I talk about issues in hockey. Um, Justin Bourne's book, uh, Down and Back, available on Valentine's Day. Make sure you check it out. Uh, Borny, before I let you go, I've referenced the story you did when you work with The Athletic uh, that was very polarizing here when I talked about it in Calgary. Uh-huh. Um, it was the story on how you can't wear a jersey about somebody that you're <laughs> that that it is younger than you. Um, just real quick, I'm not going to tell you to take a side. I just want you to share the listeners the amount of feedback you got on that piece. That was something that came about when you and I did a week of shows together. I, you know, it may be my most commented piece on after three years at the Athletic. It is remarkably polarizing, and you know why it's polarizing. Because when you first hear it, you go, well, that's dumb. You can wear a jersey whoever you want. Right. And then you think about it a little bit, and you're like, there's a really good case to be made that you should, you should honor the heroes of your own childhood and continue to love the franchise. But it gets a little weird when you cheer for the boys. Yeah. You know? so I, uh, well, I have settled on the fact that yeah, get whatever jersey you want. I, I love Vladimir Guerrero jersey. Or Vladimir Guerrero Jr., if I got a Jays jersey, it would be his. So I well I don't agree with you. Yeah. I think the case is there to be presented fairly and uh, certainly gets a lot of pushback, doesn't it? What about getting your own name on the back of a jersey? <laughs> never. How dare you? <laughs> you know what I never understood, Borny? When people put their own name on their jersey, why do they put an A? They weren't good enough to be the captain. <laughs> That is, that is the all-time submission move right there. And yeah. you're like, I'm getting a letter, but I am not quite yeah, a nope. <laughs> I'm going to be the assistant. I can't, I can't be the captain of the Whoa. Leafs. I can, just, I can just wear a letter because I'm a leader in the room. I don't want to do media every day. Yeah, that's right. Just sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, uh, so it. weird. Uh, that, if, you ever, yeah, if you have your own jersey with an A on it, please call the Rustic Show and explain what's yeah. going on there. Yeah, 960, 960 <laughs> uh, name and location. Uh, Justin Bourne, a uh, host, Real Kipper and Bourne on Sportsnet 590, the fan, NHL analyst for Sportsnet. Check out his book, Down and Back, released on Valentine's Day. Borny, great stuff. Let's do it again soon, pal. Yeah, thanks for having me. Talk to you soon, guys. Uh, there he is, uh, Justin uh, Bourne on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar Guest Hotline using the same secret recipe since 1975. Dine in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344. Incredible story and uh, very brave uh, to share uh, his struggle with alcoholism and uh, the battle that is a daily battle for him. And uh, just being transparent about who he is and the struggles he had to. Great stuff from a, from a guy I know personally. Uh, very, very good dude. And an incredible golfer, too. Like near really? scratch golfer. Yeah. Hmm. The more you know. Yeah, excellent golfer. Well, you know, athletic genes 
right? Oh yeah, kind of right. makes sense that he'd be pretty good. Hand-eye coordination is yeah, like yeah. Listen, he didn't play in the NHL, but even to play at the level he did, you yeah. got to be a very good athlete. Yeah, and you, you play in the American Hockey League, you're a damn good player. Yeah, you're a damn good hockey player. Yeah, you've done all right. So. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, straight ahead, another good golfer, Derek Wills, the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960. Look the fan that. will join us. Look at you're sharp. And my man, uh, as sharp as a bag of wet hair, as I like to say. And you my know man, who's sharp? The third guest on the show. I was teeing you up for Todd Furman. Yeah, yeah, he's super smart. Host of the <laughs> Bet the Board podcast and uh, analyst for CBS Sports HQ. He's got a hockey uh, betting thing coming out too. I will talk to Todd about that. But he's here to help you out. If you want to dip your toe in some Super Bowl betting, mm-hmm. Todd's going to help you out. I'm excited. We'll do that in the final uh, hour of our portion of the big show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960, The Fan.